This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values. With your hosts, the Cretellis. I'm Marco. And I'm Tony. A day or two ago, I thought I'd take a ride. And soon Miss Fanny Bride was seated by my side. The horse was lean and lank. Misfortune seemed his lot. We got into a drifted bank and then we got upshot. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open Slay! Yay! That was the dramatic reading of Jingle Bells. The dramatic <laughs> reading of Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells. Jingle all the way. <laughs> um, yes, that is. Uh, so that's one of my favorite verses in that song. It's the unsung hero, if you will. <laughs> the unfortunate thing, if you ever listen to any of those songs and you listen to like the lyrics besides the chorus, like... Sometimes it's like weird, really off stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure that horse is about to be made into glue. Well, it <laughs> sounds to me that the, yeah, the horse is just a little, like... Not long for this world. This is a bucking horse. Like, this horse was <laughs> trying to kill y'all. <laughs> the horse said she had enough. <laughs> no, he was lank and lame. Yeah, and... Going to the glue factory. Yeah, well, but the horse also... Uh, and they got upshot. He couldn't even keep up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he got drifted into a bank, and then he got upshot. Like, this horse is... is is uh, not into y'all riding him anymore <laughs> and wants to be left alone. How about that on that? Um, hi, how are you? How's it going? Good. How are you? I am good. I was going to say I'm tired, which is the truth. Um, I don't know what is going on. It's been a very interesting past few weeks. I feel like we've been super sleepy. Yeah, I mean, you have, like, you did have, like, two back-to-back evening work events in a row. Mm -hmm. That definitely will do it. You also got your booster. I got boosted, Mm y'all. You got boosted, too. I got boosted, too. I just just got over it. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe an hour ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a lot. We've had a lot going on. But I'm not, I'm not tired. I'm definitely, like... Not complaining when it comes bedtime, though. <laughs> oh, no. Bed is everything. <laughs> bed is super everything. But yeah, I've been wanting to go to bed at like 930 these days. Which is so not like you. No. A bitch is, is ready to sleep. She tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank y'all for being so patient with us last week. Um, we hope you enjoyed the Critelli crap episode. Um, as we said in the podcast, we were some lazy hoes and uh, putting together a full episode and like recording it up because I had to I still had to put the bitch together. Um, but recording an episode was just really, really challenging for us to make. It was happen. a lot. It was a lot. We just but I, we're here and back for you yeah. live yeah. and in person. Yes. Um, I say as I'm putting on chapstick. Thank you. See Bigelow. <laughs> My lips. I would say cut that check, but they do every month. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true. Um, Yeah, I needed to. uh, My lips was a little dry. It is the season. (laughs) Tis the season. It is so like I feel like 
my skin, everything. Life is like really hard outside right now. <laughs> Good thing you don't have to go outside too much. Yeah, my lips are dry, skin is dry, and I don't usually have dry skin. Hmm. Um, but I need to like hydrate this hoe. So that my, my skin sp- is plump and hydrated. Yeah, so hydrated that it's slightly oily. Oh, <laughs> you're the one who gave me this shit. I know. Well, I didn't give it to you. It was given to us, but I needed you to put that on your skin so then that way you would start, you know, treating your skin. But it looks good. You're mm. fine. You're glowing. Mm. Is that yeah. what it is? No. <laughs> me gonna murder you. Mm. <laughs> um. There was something else I was going to ask you. Oh, we haven't watched. So we're going to report back to y'all because we need to watch that gay uh, holiday movie. Oh, the one on Netflix? Yeah. Single All the Way? Is that what it is called? That is what it is called. I think it is. Yeah, Single All the Way. We need to. It looks cute. Yeah, we need to watch it. Yeah, I'm down for it. We'll report back. We'll let you know. It looks adorable, though. What do you think about the gay holiday movie uh, need in this world? I mean, it's definitely there and not as a supporting character. Right. I'm fine with the fact that the first one is a comedy, but I'm looking forward to the day when it's actually romantic. I mean, this one is romantic. It's a romantic comedy. It's not a romance. That's what they all are. Mm, No, there's plenty of holiday movies that are just romantic. Have you never seen Vanessa Hudgens in any of the movies (laughs) that she does? (laughs) for the holidays they're all rom-com like yeah. that's what they all are they're all the like oh i can't find love and then all of a sudden i find love and oh i don't know that i deserve this love and you made me believe in this love and we're together and it's christmas that's kind of the plot of all of the movies you just that just started that with a spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> i mean no but really that's kind of what they all are so yeah no, it looks cute it looks funny what's her name is in it big loops uh jenna her first name is jennifer it's not coming to me right now but i love her stifler's mom stifler's <laughs> she'll mom. always be stifler's mom to me she will always be um uh what's her name from oh my god legally blonde makes me want a hot dog real bad <laughs> like, that's just every time i see her it just that's what i think about you look like the fourth of july <laughs> <laughs> i just love her i think yeah. she's so jennifer coolidge boom there, there it goes. is see sometimes there this brain this brain needs a little startup you, you gotta like rev the engine just a teensy bit and she'd be getting there it just takes a moment yeah um it does look cute though i'll watch it it does look cute so i don't know if you so the guy that, um, oh, see, I, now hold on, let me pull up IMDb so that I can get all these names correct. But the guy that is playing the main character in the movie Single All the Way is Michael Yuri, who I'm obsessed with. I think mm. he's great. He's he was an ugly Betty. I think that's when we first really started getting introduced to him. And then Philemon Chambers, who is. Another really great actor, super excited. He's a black gay character in the movie, super happy for that. And then Luke McFarlane, who all the gays are going crazy about right now. Oh, I'm now. sure, yeah. Well, do you remember him? No. He played. Do you remember him now? No. Scotty from Brothers and Sisters. Oh, okay. Do you remember yes. him from? So he has been around for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but he just got hot lately. Like he is like working out. He's got the muscles. Like everyone is like really into him right now. And then he's again playing gay characters. So everyone's like really the gays are going crazy over him lately. Mm. Um, like he is. Everyone's like really, really really dying over him so i'm excited again jennifer coolidge is in the movie which is uh, you know 
who's going to say no to a Jennifer Coolidge movie, really? Or uh, Barry Bostwick is in it. Uh, So is, um, God damn it. Why can I not find who she is? From Schitt's Creek? No. Well, yes, but no. Um, that's not who I was really uh, going to talk about. I was, yes, who is Kathy Najimy. I don't know why I cannot recall anybody's names these days, but Catherine Najimy, who is like wonderful. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be cute and funny and worth watching. Not, yeah. You know, I'm not going to like put my crit- critique hat on. <laughs> I'll just put my chill out pants on. <laughs> Kyle Krieger is in this movie as well. This is going to be fun. It's going to be cute. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll report back. Um, what's hysterical too is that apparently another Shit's Creek character is in it. Um, the guy who plays the guy that both Stevie and David end up dating. Oh, yeah, Jake. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> Jake from State Farm. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyways. So yeah, he's in this movie too. So that it'll be, be good. Fun. We're gonna watch it and then we'll report to you kids and let you know. What's, Maybe we'll what's even watch on. it tonight. We'll see. Yeah, I need some entertainment. Just a little. No. <laughs> I was trying very hard not to say enter my taint. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> But also physically, how? Uh, well, I mean, you know. Entering it, the taint? It's the effort. <laughs> it's the journey. <laughs> it's about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> what do you say we go into the hashtag QRG? Um, I think it might be time. I, I mean, it could be. It or might be. we could do something else. No, I no. I think we're going downhill really fast. And we should probably just go back to that segment. Are you sure, though? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you insist... Um, I do. Hold on, really quickly. There was something else I needed to ask you about. No, I'm not. And it literally just escaped my brain right now. No, I'm not pregnant. Oh, well. Well, that made for good podcasting. There we go. Um, Every week, Tony and I will pick a wonderful queer couple and highlight them as our hashtag queer relationship goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the queer relationship narrative. If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag queer relationship goals, or if there is a queer relationship that you admire and would like to bring to our attention, please reach out to us. Tag us on your couple's photos on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Our handle is at podrelationship. Tony and I will take a look at these photos and posts uh, and could potentially highlight you and your partner on an episode of the podcast. That's those, those are words. Those are things that could happen. That's stuff you said. Yeah. This week. So this week we are focusing on one of my favorite types of couples. You guys know how I feel about interracial couples. It's my fave. Um, and so that's who we're taking a look at. And this week we are in love with TJ, um, who is based in New Orleans. Um, and then his uh, boyfriend, partner, Bruce, who I'm obsessed with as well. <laughs> These guys are amazing. So we got TJ and Bruce this week. Um, I... First of all, I love this couple. So TJ, one of the reasons Tony was like, this couple is like a very interesting pick because we don't typically pick like these guys are beefy. And the second you look at their Instagram pages, you're going to see why. So TJ's is at Racin TJ, R-A-C-I-N-T-J on Instagram. And then Bruce's is at the names Bruce 1219. Um, so the name's Bruce one, two, one, nine. So if when the second you see these guys, you're going to be like, holy beefy Batman, like these guys are 
their muscles have muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like they're big guys. And Tony was very much so like what like what made you interested in picking these two guys? Um, and I think it has something to do with that. Like obviously they're both very attractive men. They both have very great bodies. Like they're they're beautiful. Um, but beyond that, what I loved about them is the they represent a different type of gay. And mm-hmm. I was really into that. Like, so TJ himself is a drag racer, no RuPaul. Um, <laughs> the kind with cars. The kind with cars. <laughs> so he's a drag racer and he's an electrical engineer. Mm-hmm. And so just the intelligence and the, the, like the hobby, like kind of total opposite of what I think you would assume a gay person would be doing, um, which is really sad because stereotypes and things of that nature definitely exist. And we should definitely try our hardest to, to, to not uphold them any longer. But that's what I'm really fascinated about mm. with them. And then you've got Bruce, who is a surgical, he just got out of his sur- surgical internship. And I'm, so I'm guessing he's going to become a resident very soon, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. So like, you've got these like two insanely intelligent men, you've got drag racing that is a part of it again, not RuPaul's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, you've got the gym and the fact that they like really take care of their bodies. And like, you know, they're, they're really well put together. They own a home together. They have a gorgeous dog named Bo. Mm-hmm. Like they're just this, really um they live in new orleans which is real cool there's they're just this really cool kind of gay that like i don't know that um is super represented all the time i think that you could just stop at their profiles and look at their bodies and 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 assume things Mm -hmm. but when you dive deep into who they are as people they're really fascinating yeah yeah they are there's a lot more to them than just that it's very interesting um, I love I love the when they put on red dresses for charity. I love Did that. not see that coming. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, nothing better. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's just there's a lot more going on here than um, than if you were to just take a casual look and say, "Ooh, men with their shirts off," right? Um, just very like kind, interesting people. And like you said, they've got to be like intelligent. They've got to be, they have to have multiple layers, um, to be able to do what they do. And then they're just goofy with each other, which, you know, I say all the time, it's my favorite thing. I love a a good goof. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just really interesting. And like you said, it's a different kind of, um, it's a different kind of thing. Yeah. And I think beyond that, they really love each other. Um, one of the things I really enjoy is that it seems like every picture, even when they're um, with other people, every just about every picture includes them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. So you can tell like they share friends, they share experiences, they share life together. Everything that they're doing is kind of with one another, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge fan of that. Um Oh my god! And Bo is so so cute, cute. So as cute. a puppy. He yeah. was He's a golden retriever, and they're just the most adorable puppies to they begin with. But like, he's such a cutie. Mm-hmm. But like, everything that they do together is like such an adventure together, and you can and you can see that they go to the gym together, they travel together. They're like they they just. 
I don't know. It looks like they really enjoy one another, mm-hmm. and I'm a huge fan of them. Yeah, and we think you will be too. Yeah, for sure. So make sure you check them out on Instagram. Um, again, TJ's is, uh, Instagram handle is at Racin, TJ, R-A-C-I-N-T-J. And then Bruce's is at the names Bruce one two one nine T H E N A M E S B R U C E one two one nine. So check them out. Fall in love with them. Double click all of their double tap all of their pictures um, and show them some some love. And then make sure you let them know that the Cortelli sent you their way because you are going to enjoy them just as much as we do. So with that being said, Tony and I are going to take a short break. But when we come back, we are going to try to solve the world's problems, Cartelli style. Wish us luck. Hey, y'all. We just wanted to take a quick second to talk about our favorite grooming brand and the number one shave brand in Italy, Parasso. Whether you want a smooth barber quality shave or you need to give your beard the proper TLC, Parasso has you covered. Their range of shave formulas address your specific beard and skin type, giving you a comfortable, consistent shave every single time. Or for any stage of beard growth, Parasso has the perfect items for you. With four different scents to choose from, the beard care products leave your facial hair looking, feeling, and smelling great. It's so true. I, um, I'm i actually very prone to ingrown hairs and razor bumps. Um, and so I've been actually using the Parasso Red line, which is the coarse beard and nourishing line. Um, I love it so much because it's infused with sandalwood and shea butter. And so that not only like softens my hair, but it helps prevent incoming ingrown hairs um, and things of that nature so my skin is left feeling and like looking absolutely smooth it gives me a super close shave and I love the smell of sandalwood and it leaves me smelling really really nice it's great i um i keep either a a low to medium sized beard um and so i love and you all have heard me say this before the wooden spice products Uh, i'm always more of the woody and spicy person as opposed to the citrusy um and i really like it's just this robust scent that is always like it's clean but it's like very manly and i just love it i wear it every single day and sometimes i use both the balm and the oil oh i love that Mm -hmm. yeah so if you want to experience an italian shave right from your own bathroom or your beard needs some extra attention head to parasso-usa.com right now and snag some parasso shave or beard items made for your particular skin or beard needs that's parasso-usa.com and at checkout use code relationship 15 for all your purchases today get 15 percent off your purchase today at parasso-usa.com when you use code relationship 15 at checkout up your shave or beard game with Parasso today. And don't forget to tell them the Cretelli sent you. Bye. <laughs> hmm. Tis the season to give bad gifts. Fa la 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 la. Fruitcake for all. <laughs> Why would you give yourself to everyone? I'm neither fruit nor cake. <laughs> <laughs> you're fruity and you're caking. Ew. <laughs> um, it's it's holiday season. Tis the season. <laughs> um, and today's episode is devoted to giving you some ammunition <laughs> to help become a better gift giver. <laughs> Bad gifts and the people who give them. <laughs> <laughs> Today on Maury. <laughs> um. 
It is. Yeah, it's a whole thing. So, I mean, let's just open up the discussion and the conversation, I should say. And uh, let's talk about the art of giving bad gifts. (laughs) Are we talking about the art of bad gift giving or good gift giving? Yes. (laughs) Do you think that you are a good gift giver? And if so, why? And if not, why? I think I'm fine at it. I don't think I'm good at it. I don't think I'm great at it. What's preventing you from being a good gift giver, Tony? Uh, I am not a consumer. (laughs) To me, the trick to being a good gift giver is when you see something that you think someone would like, you buy it right then and you save it until gift time. Well, that's what experts say. You could do that anytime throughout the year. I've always thought that. The problem is I'm not a good consumer. I'm never around product. Like, I just don't, like, I don't window shop. I don't regular shop. That's not true, though. Like, you do. You just, it's, you live in a very specific world. There are things that are of your interest that you kind of focus on. But, like, when you're in Best Buy, there's a lot of stuff going on around you. You're just focusing on the the video games or the movies. So there's stuff that's happening around you. You're just not meandering around and looking at other things. So you're not looking at the air fryer and thinking that somebody might like it or the vacuum cleaner and thinking how cool that could be or, or you know, the cell phones and stuff like that. Like you're not checking that stuff out. You're going like when you go into Best Buy, you go straight to what you like. And that's kind of your only experience with those things. I think there are opportunities for us to all check out things. We we kind of, I remember, super side story. I remember when I was working for a retailer, my district manager used to say, um, so that you can get to know people in the mall and for people to know who you are, park in different locations around the mall, go into different doors. So then that way you're going through the mall at different times. You can see the different windows. People can see you. They recognize you in your face and they know what's going on. So then that way you can kind of become a fixture in your mall. People can know the guy that works at such and such place. And like, that's one of those things that like, yeah, when we go into a store Like, we kind of go directly to what it is that we're looking for. But, like, what what about, like, going through refrigerators before getting to video games? Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? I ain't buying nobody a fridge. I'm just... (laughs) I want a new fridge. Um, No. No, I'm just... Break the one we have and make the landlord get us one. I don't need a new fridge. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? Like, go walk through... No, that's actually really smart. Like, go walk through computers and, and, and all of this other stuff like that before you get to your destination because... There are other things. There's other opportunities. You are a consumer. Like, but what happened? What do we do? We go on Amazon and we go directly to what it is that we're looking for on Amazon. We're not checking out all the gift guides or, you know, the other things that are going on and the other things that people are talking about. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you, I think you need to give yourself more credit is what I'm really saying. Give yourself more credit because you are an incredibly, um, you're a kind-hearted person, so a lot of what you do is related to your heart. Um, but I think that you don't give yourself enough credit for what you could be doing because you're so set in what you are doing, like mm. what you've been doing, if that makes any sense. Mm. 
Like, I really do feel like you, like you, like, for example, I like to go to a major retailer that has really good air fresheners. Mm -hmm. And you've been with me when I've gone and shopped there. Once. Once. And you, but you know some of the things you've been here when I've gotten all of the the purchases for them and stuff like that when I've shopped for them online and and the scents and all that other stuff like that. Like, even, uh, like... Just going and being like, I know my husband would like this. I'm going to go try to get him some fun scents. Like, that could be a cute gift. And it would be thoughtful, you know? I don't think you would feel that way. I think you would feel like it was a cop-out. I wouldn't feel that way at all. Mm. I wouldn't feel that way at all. Mm. I would feel like it was, like, I would feel like it was thoughtful. Like, Mm. I feel like you would be paying attention and you would be trying to put forth effort. By buying you stuff from the store we just went to together i mean i'm not talking about right now because you were just there when i spent like a hundred dollars i'm not talking about right this second i'm not talking about this second but because my love language is acts of service and when I buy those things, I'm usually spending my money on buying those things and, and for the apartment because those are the things that like I like to have and like want to have, you know, smelling in the house and stuff like that. If you took some of that away from me and and did that for me, that would be a good gift for me or to me, I should say. Like though it's like those things. I think sometimes people overthink it and and we'll talk about this from the article sometimes people overthink gift giving like that it has to be like some grandiose like situation i don't always think that it has to be that it's supposed to be a positive thing and it so often turns into a stressful thing yeah and it's not supposed and i don't think it should be Mm -hmm. right and that's what i'm saying like you got me like for example here's an example of your great gift giving you bought me the christina aguilera stripped uh uh record on vinyl and that was an amazing gift. Mm-hmm. It was really a super thoughtful, really sweet. You knew how much I loved that album and you bought it for me. That was a great gift. That was a phen- phenomenal gift. Mm. But I, sometimes, I think that that's a little bit of what your problem is, is I think you overthink it. I think you get too much in your head. Maybe. Yeah. You think you're a good gift giver? I do think I'm a good gift giver. Mm, I do too. I think I'm like a... A solid A minus. I don't always do really well, but I think I'm thoughtful and my gifts read as thoughtful. Mm. Um, I, I, I do think that that's what it is. I don't do, I mean, so in the Patreon, in the Patreon segment, we talk a little bit about issues that I have with like lists and stuff like that and where I think everything kind of goes to shit. But I think I told you that I think one of my problems is, is I think the recipient, their attitude towards receiving gift is probably what my biggest issue is Hmm. because like a person should be able to get you just about anything. And, and as long as exactly. Yeah, exactly. And because people do not feel that way when they receive a gift that they didn't want or something like that nature that puts that stress on that person to give a, the perfect gift because of the recipient's feelings towards it. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is, it's just interesting. It's, it's such a weird cultural phenomenon. And like, like I said, like some people just are good at it and some people aren't. 
Yeah. Um, and I, and I do believe that I believe it's a skill that you can develop. And I think, you know, we'll get to the articles, but I think they point out some really good techniques for any of our listeners who aren't the best at gift giving. Mm. Um, but yeah, we've done, we've done pretty well for ourselves and our families over the years, I think. And some gifts have been more appreciated than others. Mm -hmm. Right. But I also think that that is, again, there's a direct correlation between the one that did not go over well versus the recipient and who they are as a person about whether or not they did or did not go over well. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. You see what I'm saying? Like there are a couple of family members. Ooh, sorry. There are a couple of family members that, um, I don't know if they expected more or or whatever, but when they receive a gift that we've given, they're like in awe behind it. And then there's a couple that have been like, oh, yeah, yep, I got it. Thanks. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. That's a whole other episode on etiquette. <laughs> that part. That part. Um. What do you think is the worst gift that you've ever given? The worst that I've given. Gosh. Um, I mean, gift cards are kind of a double-edged sword. They're kind Ooh. of a cop-out, but they're kind of not. Yeah. It's, the, it's that constant joke, like, great, you took money that could be spent anywhere and made it only spendable at one place. Like, <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Yeah, gift cards are hard, are a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people appreciate them. They definitely do. And like it's fun to like report back like here's what I got, you know. Like that's cute. So, but but they're not they're not super thoughtful. Like, yay, I know your favorite store, but that's it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and especially when it's like a like an all-purpose store, like if somebody's favorite store is Target, like it doesn't get I got cleaning supplies. It doesn't get much more basic than that. Right. Right. <laughs> what about you? Uh, the only gift that I could think of that was... <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, the the universal worst gift. When in fourth grade, you made an ashtray. <laughs> in fourth grade, that is an amazing gift. <laughs> Why are we making ashtrays that promote smoking in school? I mean, I don't think we do them anymore. You're talking about, what, 1960-something at this point? Oh, how dare you? <laughs> no, I don't also, it was a good gift because both my parents smoked. <laughs> This is what I'm saying. It's the <laughs> gift that keeps on giving lung problems. Um, that being said, uh, the wor- I think the worst gift that I've ever given, and it wasn't even that bad. I just, like, upon reflection, like, I probably should have. I was working for a jewelry company, and my little sister, who I think at the time was, like, in high school, she was probably, like, 14, 15 years old when I was working at this place. So she was young, maybe, like, 14 years old, like, super young. And I got her, like, a necklace. Well, So here's the thing. Sidebar. My dad calls my sister Dove. That's, like, his nickname for her. Mm-hmm. And when I was working at this jewelry place, there was this adorable necklace set it was like a necklace and a bracelet and it was beautiful it was like my sister's favorite color at the time was pink so it was like this thin pink like rope chain with this gorgeous dove pendant like in in all silver uh on there and the same thing with the matching bracelet it was wonderful and so i bought her the set so that she, like i thought it was going to be a hit that don't sound like stevie 
Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a hit because it had a lot of meaning. It had her favorite color. It had her nickname on it. But uh, hindsight, like buying a 14 year old jewelry <laughs> like right like is, is not the business like she didn't want jewelry she wanted like a pair of nikes right <laughs> so like and it's not and again not that i thought that it because it, it wasn't a bad gift it was a fantastic gift but it just wasn't the right gift for her at that time so that's probably the worst gift that i've ever given given still thoughtful I thought it was insanely thoughtful. Does she still have it? Uh, I doubt it, but more than she probably does. She doesn't like really get rid of stuff like that, but mm-hmm. she probably has it. It's probably like at my mom and dad's house, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, she probably. Has it. But like I said, I thought it was. I thought it was thoughtful mm-hmm. and a really nice gift. Um, what do you do for people who are hard to buy gifts for? That's a really good question. I. Um, it's a really good struggle. Question. I struggle. <laughs> I struggle. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I struggle. I, I think know, that's the question everyone has. Like, it's easy to give gifts for certain people, but like, what do you do for the people who are hard to give gifts for? Yeah. It's, it's very tough. Usually what I'll do is I'll like take a look at what is going on in the world. Like, what is the gift that everyone is getting in the world right now? Right. Oh, I always hated that. Well, when like everyone was getting Furbies. That was a thing. Well, yes, that was a thing. But no, like, for example, there was the year that everyone on our gift list got an air fryer. But that was on our gift list. It yeah. wasn't everyone else. No, but every, it wasn't the year of the air fryer. It was the year of the air it's fryer. It's not like the year of the shoulder. It's the year of the shoulder. <laughs> no, but it was a gift. It was the gift. Like, everyone was getting air fryers. It was an air fryer craze, right? So, like, I, like, we were doing that and, like, it just, it now kind I of use helped. Air fryer. I know, right? We have a really good one. <laughs> um, but, like, that is that like so like that was that kind of gift so like i'll kind of look and what's really great is there are a lot of um companies out there right now that give like gift guides for the year or like must have gifts type thing like look at some of those things and just kind of get some inspiration one of the things i loved about this article is they talked about like what is a person's hobby Mm -hmm. um and the other thing that i really appreciate it too is they talk about um how experiences are better than actual gifts you give away the articles well you asked me a question <laughs> and I am talking about it, but that's what I'll do is I'll, st- I'll start to like, look at what do I know that they do? You know, um, uh, if they, I, I don't know, like if they enjoy, you know, that they do, they go to Starbucks every day, mm-hmm. right? Get them a $50 Starbucks gift card, right? Cause now, now they don't have to spend their own money at Starbucks. They have a gift card to be able to make that happen. Still a gift card. It's still a gift card, but it could be. It's useful. Mm. Find something that's useful, um, which is really nice too. But is it is Starbucks a, a hobby. It can be. It can be. And what's really, what's your hobby? Drinking coffee. Drinking coffee. Well, and what's really funny about it too is that, like, for example, when you get a gift card, you might even buy some other stuff from Starbucks that you would not normally buy. Because you've budgeted for, you know, your daily coffee, but you might not have budgeted for an egg sandwich, right? So you might actually get an egg sandwich one of the days because now you got this gift card and you can do that and it's not coming out of your budget, which is really cool. I don't know. So those things are good. What about you? Do you have any? You have a hard time finding gifts for 
a very hard to shop for person. There's a couple. There's a couple who are very difficult to shop for. Yeah, no, it's, and you do too. We both have the same struggle every year with the same couple of people Mm -hmm. where we're like, ah, now we're onto that name on the list. And, uh, (laughs) ah, because you just never know what to do. And it's not, the problem is that we try to be thoughtful and it's hard to be thoughtful for these people. Um, it's, it's just tough. Like there's not a, you know, it's like, it's too obvious. Like there's one hobby that defines them. And so it's like, well, I'm not just going to keep doing that hobby over and over and over and over. Oh, you mean like my dad and golf? Right. Like, I can't keep, <laughs> like I, he, he's, we have literally purchased him everything. I mean, you're going to have to buy him a golf course at this point. That's, that's like, that's like the, the only thing, thing that we can left. do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. Yeah. So like, what the hell do I buy him now? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe buy him some rounds of golf. I don't know. I've done that. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I've done that. Does he have enough hats? I've done that. <laughs> Does he have enough gloves? Are the gloves monogrammed? <laughs> I don't know. But see, this is again, but this is one of those things is that like you get to the point where like it can't be golf stuff every year. Right. Because yeah. now you're getting to the point where it's like uh you are not Yeah. You're doing I mean, we've given him uh, when he like Did broke, we do grill stuff? Um, not yet. We'll talk. Oh. Uh, not yet. But we um when he got knee surgery, remember we got him the like the putt putt little like golf course right. that he could so he could still play. I think he also has like a toilet golf course kind of thing <laughs> like that. We've gotten him like we got him a putter for his retire. We got him like three new clubs for his retirement. Right. We got him like or for his fifth sixtieth. We do you seem like we we've given him so much, uh, so much, so, so much. much golf. So much golf. <laughs> yeah. And there's just some people where it's like, dang, like what what else do you do? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. It's it really, really tough. tough. Yeah. Golf yeah. I mean shopping gift shopping is is it is not easy, but I also think it's not as difficult as everyone. Well and we'll get into it because one of the articles talks about that. You alluded to it about overthinking. Yeah. So the first article that we read is on Forbes um dot com and the article is uh three keys to becoming a brilliant gift giver based on science, which I really appreciated this. Um and you know just to you know be like super to the point about it. Number one they says think of what the person wants, not what you think they need. Um, which I think is really uh, interesting. They say a recent poll study by behavioral scientists reveals that gift givers have become more picky over time. I'm sorry, gift receivers have become more picky over time. One possible reason is that gift uh, givers choose the wrong thing to buy without prompting. Many gift givers tend to focus on what they like or what the gift receiver needs instead of what the gift receiver wants. Um, which is super fascinating. And I don't know that I've ever purchased that way. Have you? Do you think? I think a lot of people will give what they want or what they think people need um, rather than like actually giving them what they want. I do think that is a common thing because I know a lot of people who give gifts that way. And it's like, this is obviously like if all the gifts were in a room and unwrapped, you'd be like, that's from so-and-so, you know, like you can, you can tell Mm. there are people who do that. And again, like to me, that doesn't matter. Like you should just like, they thought of you and they spent money on you and they spent time like getting that to you and wrapping it or paying someone to wrap it. Like it's still, it's a thing. 
Yeah. Um, number two, take risk. Give something sentimental, not superficial. Um, researchers have also found that many of us take too little risk in gift giving and about with loss aversion. We fear the letdown of giving someone something sentimental and particularly special versus what we assume is a gift they're more certain to like. Um, which is very interesting. Like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like take, look, some risks can be a little out there, mm. right? But then you also, but this is where you have to partner it with the first thing, which is give them something that they want, not something that you think that they need, right? You don't, you don't take a risk on giving something them, giving them something that they need <laughs> or something you think that they need, right? You take a risk on giving them something that they want, right? So you might go a little bit above and beyond to give them that. Does that make sense? Well, and they talk about do, doing things that are like representative of stuff you've shared. So like experiences you've had, places you've come from, your interests together, like something that will remind them of each other. Yep. And number three, don't anticipate uh, appreciation, which is my, you know, my thing is, Lord, if I could write a book on how few times I've been uh, acknowledged for any of the gifts that I could give, uh, that I've given, I would probably have a New York Times bestseller (laughs) that would probably be about the size of a dictionary. Well, and what they're talking about here is like, don't go for the wow factor, Mm -mm. you know, give them something that, you know, is good. doesn't have to be something like, look at this, because then you just get let down. A new car. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no you don't want to do that um which is fun but i i really appreciated this i think that again this is this is science-based which is really cool um but i think that again simple is key right like don't go above and beyond just kind of give something that's very much to the point but that you know about which is why i liked this next article yeah so this one is from the new york times um and specifically from Wirecutter. Um, which is uh, all about how to be an excellent gift giver. Mm. And I like this one because it goes into like some practical details. So plan in advance. Again, that whole idea, shop year round, sit on a few gifts. Well, when you see something, say something. Um, No, (laughs) when you see something, buy something, right? Like, so if you see something that you think is going to be really a hit at some point in time, snag it, like get it really, really quickly and, and just, and just hang on to it. Yeah. Or like if you're out with a friend and they see something like, Oh God, I love this. I just really can't. And they put it down, like make a note of it, come back later, get it for them. Yeah. Like the, you know, they'll appreciate that. Or like you're on a phone with a family member and they're like, Oh, I just ruined my favorite, whatever. Replace it. Yeah. Well, that's what I do with you is you don't react to a lot of things. And so when you do react to something, I think about that and then I act accordingly. Mm. So, um, and I just, and I snag it and hold it and, and, and do that for you. Yeah. The key to that though, is just make sure you remember where you hid the gifts. Yeah. I mean, there's only <laughs> yeah. so many places, but yes. Uh, pay attention to interest, but not too much. Again, this whole idea of, you know, don't overdo it. <laughs> Don't overthink it. So the article talks about how, like, I really liked polar bears. And then my mom spent the next 20 Christmases buying me everything polar bear. Yeah. No, don't do that. No, no, don't do that. Again, no. this is golf with my dad. I'm like, I'm not buying that man another golf thing ever again. Like, right. Titleist is not entering his home no. ever again. But think about what they like. Like, if they enjoy running, is there gear that they need? You know, if they 
Um, if you really don't know, like sleuth a little bit, like what books are on their shelves? Um, you know, what brands do they follow on Instagram? Like, you know, you can, you can find stuff. This last one was written for you. If Beyonce was their most placed artist on Spotify for the year or for every year, Marco, uh, maybe they'd like an Ivy Park sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. It's like they know me. They do know you. You feel mm-hmm. seen. Mm-hmm. Um, ask for help. Your, your whole, whoever you're buying a gift for has a whole network of people. It's okay to call and say, pause. Whoa. Sorry. I'm just thinking about this. You've literally had opportunities to be an amazing gift giver for me and just been like, I know that the new Ivy Park drop is coming up. Here's my credit card. Get what you want. No. Merry Christmas. No. And you've never even done that. I would never that. do that. And which is a part of the problem. I would never do that. That's no different than buying a gift card. <laughs> it is. That is no different than using a list. <laughs> Here's the thing. You know that I am going to buy myself something Correct. from it. So why not say, you know what? Don't use your money for it. That you is, can that use is my the money. cheapest cop out ever. I don't think that so. That is a total slip in. I don't think oh, so. Oh, well, I'll just buy it for you. That's not thoughtful. You've done the A, you've done that before. I did that once. You've done it more than (laughs) once. And B, it is also, you're giving me something that you know that I'm excited about, something that you participated in. And it's like, you have an interest in this. Like, I'm totally going to do that for you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm getting you something you won't get yourself. That is something I know you'll get yourself. Not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not doing regardless. it. Anyway, ask for help. <laughs> there are people in this person's life who can tell you and give you help, give you ideas, um, which is really great. Um, experiences and perishables are a safe bet. Uh, the experiences, yes, for sure, absolutely. Like dance class, cooking class, spa day, like d- day trip, like all that for sure. Perishables. I see. Here's the thing: is if I received a perishable, like for example, they made this really, and I thought about this, and then I kind of got a little annoyed by it. But um, they give the example that, like Gold Belly, for example, well, Gold is, Belly, I love, is a really, really great it place is. where you can buy like a meal for somebody, and it's like really cool. And we did this for a particular family member mm-hmm. of yours, and. It was not appreciated the way that it should have been. Hmm. If it would, I think if it would have been given to us, we would have loved it. Mm-hmm. Right? We would. It would have been amazing to us. Um, but we did it for someone else, and it was just kind of like, oh yeah, thank you, kind of thing like that. And I was like, wow, what? And it was such a thoughtful gift. Like, mm-hmm. and it was an expensive one too. It, it was. Yeah. <laughs> So, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, I think that those things are fun. Like, I'm, you know, a box of chocolates, like, girl, you can keep that. Like, I'm not going to. Or like flowers or whatever. I'm like, eh, for Christmas? Not for Christmas. But for like, I mean, I think this is for gift giving in general, but like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, the perishables part, I was like, eh. Because Gold Belly, I think of more as an experience. Because like, you get to go through the website, you get to like find the foods that you think are interesting. We actually purchase specific foods for yeah, someone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, like, I find I find that to be. But like, chocolates. But again, I think this is year round. Like, Edible arrangements. Think about. Think about <laughs> but think about um, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. You yeah. know, things of that nature. Those are kind of, those I guess, are things I guess that this is a general gift period. giving. Yeah. All right. Personalization is more impactful than price. 
And I love this one. A $10 subscription to an esoteric, hard-to-find magazine someone loves will be more appreciated than a $100 first edition book that has no significance for them. Couldn't have said it better. That's that, and that's true. It is true. That's totally true. I would I would love a, a an art like a coffee table book of something I'm actually interested in, which is like fifteen twenty bucks. Then I would, I don't know, a four hundred dollar thing that I don't like. Oh, I mean, my brother was uh, so thankful because we uh, bought uh, our niece a subscription to Quip toothbrushes, mm-hmm. and so and it's five dollars every three months or so, right? So she gets a new brush head, and he is so appreciative of that. She could probably care less, but like he's like, oh, I don't have to think about buying her a toothbrush. Like you helped out with that. Like that is like completely done, and that goes a really long way versus buying her some expensive gift, right? Mm-hmm. Like some one-time expensive gift that she'll get bored of, uh, you know, get bored of afterwards. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, and then make the practical feel special. So, you know, again, just, it can be, it can be a subway card. It can be, you know, money. It can be Ivy Park. <laughs> it can be, um, you know, gift cards. And they say, just zhuzh it up a little bit, like put it in the front of a book or give it with flowers or whatever. So there's a way to, to elevate it. Yeah. Um, and then, and then if all else fails, consult the experts. There are people who give gifts for like a me, like Marco. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that's fascinating. What about you? So did did you learn anything from this? Was this helpful or useful to you in any kind of way? Um, you know, I often forget that experiences count. Mm-hmm. I often do. Uh, so that one, that was a good reminder for me. Um, and then another one uh, definitely hit home, uh, the sleuthing. Like that actually is really smart. Like you, especially for like you and I, like we've been together for so long that like, I think I know, you know, lots and lots about you, but like, I could go through and like look at some things and be like, hmm, he has a bunch of these. Well, he doesn't have this, you know, and like go through and like do that. I could do that. Hmm. What did you learn? Uh, it's the experiences. And I think I've kind of started doing that a lot more lately. Like even for our anniversary, I got us tickets to a Broadway play, right? Mm-hmm. That ended up being absolutely amazing, you know, for us to go. Like, fire. Yeah. And so we did like we did that. And I think I've kind of gone that route a lot more lately. Truth be told, and I think I'm kind of giving it away because I don't think I am going to have the ability to, to make it happen. Um, but for... Maybe I'll be, I don't know. I doubt I'll be able to make it happen. But f- I, for this Christmas, I was going to um, look into uh, doing like an Airbnb for us to like stay in a cabin. Mm. Just the two of us and like make that like our New Year's vacation. Oh. Like, do you see what I'm saying? And like we, we ring in the New Year, just the two of us with the dog to like be able to like go somewhere and like stay and just hang out the two of us. I was, I was going, that was going to be a part of your Christmas gift. Mm. Um, but then I was like, there's no way that we can do it. Cause we also have the cat and, and we can't transport the cat and all this other stuff like that. So it, it would, it was going to be difficult to execute. Um, but I had thought about that too. And mm. so it, I loved that they reminded me about how important experiences themselves are in the gift giving process Mm -hmm. which i thought was really fun but we've done that before like i've done a hotel stay for an Mm -hmm. anniversary which was like really nice like you know just a night away just kind of those things are 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 fun too they are 
Yeah, so it just kind of reminded me to just, you know, dig a little bit deeper. But I, I think I'm pretty good at gift giving. We'll see this year. We'll see. We'll totally see. So, all right. Well, make sure you check in. If you're a Patreon member, you check out uh, this week's episode because we chit-chatted with... Uh, our guest this week's guest to talk a little bit about gift giving um you guys get to hear me rant and rave about how i don't like lists um and uh yeah so it's really fun so the guest had a, a lot to say a lot of really great questions to ask and answer about it so um check that out if you're a patreon member if you're not a patreon member bitches you are missing out i know what you can get me for christmas a patreon subscription <laughs> i like that that's a good gift give that gift to somebody do please, it please yes <laughs> that being said let's take a break but we'll be back in just a bit as you all know the relationship podcast found a new home at dnr studios and we couldn't be more excited every week we bring you the podcast days earlier than on your traditional podcast platform for only 12.95 a month you can sign up for a dnr studios plus subscription where you can check out our podcast as well as others like Derek and romaine if these ovaries could talk the adam sank show and more for only $6.95 a month, you can get the Relationship Podcast on Mondays and hear all about our shenanigans before the rest of the world. We just launched a new segment exclusive to the DNR Studios platform. It's called The Shit Show. As you know, every week we talk about a topic related to relationships and personal growth. Now, Tony and I will play a game related to the topic in an effort to lighten up the mood and create more laughter. But you can only listen to it on DNR Studios. So, if you're able to, head to dnrstudios.com and sign up for a subscription. Get exclusive content from us and even more relationship fun for your week. We appreciate your love and support. Bye! All right, so today's interview is an exciting one, part two. <laughs> we'll try this again. Um, but I'm excited for this interview because we did not Our listeners have... don't know that we have to re-record this. It's fine. It's okay. Just... You alluded to it. You got to tell them what you're talking We're about. We're letting you behind the Cretelli <laughs> curtain. We always say that, right? Um, anyways, uh, we didn't have to go very far for today's interview. We did not. We did not, which is always a fun thing for us. <laughs> Lazy podcasters over here, <laughs> which is really nice. I mean, you're in a whole sweatsuit. <laughs> It is merino wool. Do not even come at me like that. <laughs> this is an ensemble. I didn't know Dan Marino had a clothing line. <laughs> Who references Dan Marino? This your... guy. <laughs> uh, for all you youngins, he played quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Well done. Yeah. Well, I know my foot calls. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so anyways, that being said, we're excited because today we are joined by neighbor, uh, interior designer, artist, real estate agent, butcher, baker, and candlestick maker. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, let you, we'll let you read into that the way you will. <laughs> Frank Hodeland. Frank, thank you for joining us. We're you forgot to, to add Bon Vivant. I want that in there. I want that in there. <laughs> Frank, Frank, and he has the costumes for each of them, too. <laughs> we love it. Frank, thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for having me. It's we're, fun. We're so happy to have you here. Frank is um, a fellow neighbor of our building. He's part of the Melrose Place cast, which is fun. 
Um, if I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but I we live in this like six unit building. Everyone is for the most part comfortable enough with one another. So we're finally living out my Melrose place. <laughs> for the most my, part. My tales of the city. Your tales of the city, my Melrose place. <laughs> like we wanted to do. I've been wanting this for years. And I live with one of your uh previous guests. Correct. Correct. Micah. Correct. Yeah. Micah yeah. has the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to that social media. Um, yeah, so Frank and Micah are roommates and friends, and they both live downstairs, and they're a part of... We're only missing one other queer person in the building, and that's the upstairs neighbor. All right. Yeah, and that's it. Well, I think I've met twice. Oh. But I don't leave my house. So. It's it's also, they also keep yeah. weird. Hours. It's also New York, right? Like people can live in the same building for ten years and not really know their neighbor in yeah. New York. It's kind of a thing. So yeah, I didn't know that y'all were around through most of the pandemic. I was like, so where'd y'all go? I no, don't leave my we house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, we were here. <laughs> yeah, funny. yeah. So that's a good time, Frank. You had uh, you you are a multi talented person. You have quite a few. Quite a few feathers in your cap. Quite a few feathers, quite a few side hustles, yeah. Where does that come from? Um, I don't know. I think it's 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 my Caribbean background, my, my Haitian life, you know, where you're kind of creative and you're you're lazy if you don't have three jobs, right? Exactly. So, Shout out yeah. to Heyman. That, that in the big living color. Skit, that was amazing. I'm a doctor, a baker, a lawyer. Let me think we love he. Yeah, yeah. But I'm Haitian. We don't quite have that same patois. Yeah, right. Correct. But no, it's, you, you know, it's you, the same lifestyle. You, you all speak of the French. Yes. French and Creole. Sac passé. <laughs> Shout out to all my Haitian peeps out there. I love it. I love yes. it. That is amazing. No, I'm I'm super fascinated. I think, you know, I've consistently said in life that I just want to be good at a little bit of everything. So then that way, like, if someone needs something, you can, like, help. Like, you can always be useful in, in many different situations. Tony was very surprised because I think a lot of people will meet me and they think that I'm somewhat prissy. And Tony, like, met me and he called his dad one day and was like, I think Marco's a lot more handy than I am. Like, it's true. Because I, I can, like, fix shit. Like, I get, like, I, I can throw up pictures. Mm-hmm. Well, the eyeball leveling is kind of your superpower. Yeah. That's, I think that's the most impressive. And you yeah. got that Dan Marino reference. I didn't. <laughs> I was like, wasn't he on Roseanne? <laughs> I didn't know who that was. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I did grow up in a sports household, so oh. my brother played basketball, but they, like, watch football, baseball. I mean, like, we did all of that stuff like that. So God I know, bless. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I know those, <laughs> so I know that stuff. But, um, yeah, so I, I like to be multifaceted and, and be able to, like, pull random shit out to, like, impress people, you know, if I if necessary. Things overheard. <laughs> Totally. Leave that one alone. Random (laughs) things out to impress. I hear you. I think I'm the same way. I like to be. I'm I'm self-sufficient. I don't need anybody else to do it for me. And part of the job of interior designer is, you know, hanging a hanging pictures, putting up wallpaper. You know, whatever it is that has to be done. I'm not that interior designer who won't, you know, won't touch anything. And I work for those people. Um, But I'll get my hands dirty. Good. Yeah. I love that. But like I said, I love that. Like. Again, if you come to our apartment, there's like sticky wallpaper up in every single room. I'm the one that did it. <laughs> threw it up in like an hour kind of thing. Like, I'm just crazy like that. I think that. he's saying you're not helping him. No, he did not. 
Oh, he doesn't want me doing that. No, I don't. No, he doesn't want me doing that. You don't have the knack for it. No, my phone motor skills are terrible. They're terrible. No, I'm not good at that. Just just give me shit to hold. I'll be the sidekick. I don't mind. Things overheard. (laughs) See, I'm catching on. (laughs) Well done. I love it. Um, all right, so let's 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 hear your origin story, Frank. You already told us that mm-hmm. you are Haitian. I, I that's am? not the accent from Haiti, just no. so you guys know. They, uh, they I knew. am Haitian. <laughs> no, that's not the accent either. <laughs> they also knew that. Um, but tell us the tell offensive us. material presented here does oh not necessarily goodness. represent. <laughs> Send your letters to the Critellis. By the way, so Steve, who is Jamaican, is going to hear this, and he is going to be mortified. I'm not making fun of my Jamaican friends. I have many Jamaican friends that are lovely, lovely people. No. Oh, I'm not racist. I know lots of Jamaicans. Steve. Does that fly? Is this thing still recording? Can we start over? Can we edit that part out? Round three, anyone? No, we're going to be as offensive as we want to be. Oh, no, that's like literally what I, that's, that's like what my I mantra. That's what we do. Um, I like wake up every day and look at myself in the mirror and say, you offend some people today, you bitch. Um, I love it. So Pissing it, people off is my air. It is. Yes. It is. That's my rising. Um, um Frank, give us your origin story. Who are you? Where are you from? What you do? All that good stuff. Well, I mean, I told you what you did. Yeah, you mentioned all the good stuff. I'm um, so I am a that rarest of creatures, the native New Yorker, (gasps) born and raised in the wild. You guys, I'm a native New Yorker. You guys know that. Well, anyway, um, uh, he sings too. You don't know that one? It's from the '70s. It's like a hot, hot song. Um. Fourth of five boys in a family of six. So I had one sister. Mm -hmm. So a house full of boys is a lot of testosterone. Um, And my sister too, actually was quite the tomboy. She was, she was pretty, she was smart and she was like, she could hold her own with the, with, you know, the boys playing football and baseball. (laughs) Although I couldn't. Um, (laughs) She was the boy I wanted to be. Dom, if you're listening, I love you. Um, but yeah, that's that's that that is kind of how I grew up. Um, but yeah, I had to learn to be a boy. Mm. I think you know, in that that household of all the testosterone, um, I w- I was raised in the 70s. I was born in 68. I say it proudly. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a couple of years older than you guys. Just a few. Just a few. Well, then Tony. Yeah. You you guys, (laughs) she's young. (laughs) Fabulous. And fabulous. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So grew up in the 70s. And -hmm. then when did you, when did you realize you were one of the gays? I didn't know what gay was, but my, I would say my first crush like, you know, celebrity crush. Danny Bonaducci. Close. <laughs> David Cassidy. Oh, that's David a good Well, we Bonaducci. know it wasn't Dan Marino. It wasn't, no. no, no. The Roseanne show didn't come out to the 90s. So, but yeah, I didn't know what that meant. But I knew, like, you know, I was like, oh, I kind of like him more than the Susan Day character. Whatever her name was. Lori. Lori. Okay. Um, Partridge Family, for those of you who yeah. <laughs> are maybe new to this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that was my first kind of inkling. Hmm. And then there was a, a popular show called the Sonny and Cher show mm-hmm. that um, was like the favorite show. We would watch that like every Saturday night. And I remember being um, after the show one day, putting on like a towel and walking around oh. like Cher and I oh. got you, babe. You know, I was doing both both roles. I'm throwing my hair back for those of you who can't see this. <laughs> <laughs> my imaginary I was going to say your long, luxurious, <laughs> straight black Cher hair. <laughs> 
But my mom came up and was like, oh, no, no, no. We don't do that. Mm. And she put a quick stop to, mm-hmm. you know, little boys don't, don't do that. So I think I was getting messages of, you know, how I was supposed to be acting. Um, it wasn't said explicitly, but yeah, there it were little messages implicit. I was getting. Mm-hmm. Playing with my sister's dolls was, you know, no, no. Go outside and play with the boys. There was a lot of that. Wow. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's a very, understandable. It's no, it 100%. And, you know, our, for as much as our parents have fucked us up, you we also have to remember that a lot of it is a, it's a sign of the time, right? There was just it's just what was going on in the world. Yeah, I remember I grew up. I mean, so it was my brother and myself for 10 years. And so we did a lot of the activities the fun like the baseball the football the basketball the hanging out the wrestling like we had a lot of fun but then when my sister came around it unleashed this femininity of me and so i was excited because i got to play barbies with her and play with the brat dolls and paint her nails for her and like do do all this other stuff and do her hair Mm -hmm. and my dad was very kind of like whatever about it because again there was still i was still in choir i was still playing basketball like i still had all that i was playing saxophone like i was doing all of these other things but my mom there was a very much side eye situation that was happening with my mom like a discomfort with it yeah um and uh and it wasn't until later that i realized that i was gay but how old were you when you finally realized that you were gay i would say probably 13 14 um i knew something was different Hmm. um and I knew I felt really uncomfortable around other guys being homophobic. Hmm. Think back to 1981, 82, if you can. I wasn't born yet, but okay. <laughs> For you, the listener, there was a, the, the hottest star was um, Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he had a special God. called Delirious. And, oh. you know, we all loved it. We all had to rush out and see this or I told get you HBO. I was just recently telling you about this oh, joke. Uh-huh. You guys were talking about this on the podcast? Literally, nah, no. no. Yeah. Marco and Tony conversation. Yeah. But I was just talking about this. Continue, yeah. please. The, the, off air. Say, we do talk off air sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Oh, is that what I'm hearing downstairs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking, we schedule it. Talking, yes, okay. Yeah. Um, but no, in, 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 in Delirious, I think it's the beginning of it's Delirious. It's literally the opening. For about the first half hour, he's talking about the faggots Fags, you yeah. know fag mm-hmm. where the faggots at you know it's the mm-hmm. faggot section don't look at my ass mm-hmm. and i know when you're looking at my ass too because mm-hmm. my ass get hot because fa- yeah because you know, faggots yeah. be looking at ass that's yeah. all they do is look at ass you know, you how faggot f- look at an ass like it's literally the yeah. entire or how funny it would be if mr t was gay and you yeah. know, getting a dick up his ass and and uh ed norton and ralph cramden get being gay so the it was funny we laughed we thought it was hilarious but it was 1983 you know it was the message being received by little frank was this is a joke you know being gay is a joke mm-hmm. or an object of ridicule um at the very least um i think he also said that he yeah he he didn't he, doesn't he also talk about women having gay friends and if a woman kisses her gay friend and comes home and kisses her man Suddenly mm-hmm. he has AIDS right. because right. she brought AIDS home. Right. Mm-hmm. A craziness. So yeah. there were all kinds of... So I was coming of age in, in a really strange time. It was the dawn of AIDS. And we didn't know anything about it. We, Like Eddie Murphy said, you could kiss somebody and get AIDS. We didn't know. Right. Well, and even... I mean, even beyond that, because I'm just sitting here thinking about that too. Like, literally the message is that 
as a gay man, you can't look at another man for too long for fear of being found out that you were gay or for appearing as though that you're gay, right? So, like, even too long a look is queer, right? And that is, like, this whole thing. So, like... It, it's all so hostile, right? Mm. Like everything oh, about it is yeah. just so hostile and just like really just, uh, it's, oh, it's yeah, so, that's the word it. hostile. It was, it was fear. I was so scared. Mm. Yeah. So scared of being found out, you know, what you just described, looking at somebody a little too long or not knowing. Um, and it was just too, it was too much. Yeah. Yeah. It felt, you know, it, 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 it taught me to stay in that closet, mm. you know, and it was, as I said, it was the early 80s. We come out of that free love 70s period that I didn't experience. I'd never been to Studio 54. <laughs> as somebody might have suggested earlier before the tape was rolling. Um, Tony, why would you talk about Frank like that? <laughs> I ain't that old. But And this is what a good husband does. I just yeah. take it. So it was the exact Things opposite. Things overheard in the bathroom. Things overheard. <laughs> it, was, it, it was the exact opposite. It was, you know, wear a condom, don't have sex. I mean, it was, I didn't have, I didn't have sex with a woman until I was 20. Mm. I had sex with a guy, but not with a woman. <laughs> you know? Um, wow. So yeah, it was probably around my early teens is when I started to, to experiment. And that's what I was telling myself was I was like experimenting with guys. Um, but not, there was really just one. I had yeah. like one friend that, I guess that would be the dawn of my friends with benefits phase. Um, but that was it. I didn't have a boyfriend. I never had a girlfriend. It was more just like, this is all too much and too scary. And, and, and we're just not going to do that. Wait, so I have a couple of questions. Okay, <laughs> so sure. my first question is, where is this friend now? <laughs> and is he gay? Or? Oh, very gay. Okay, okay. Oh, so gay. Okay. <laughs> okay, almost I, too gay. All, a little, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, got it. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to see because there, I do feel like, um, and it's weird. And for any of our uh, assigned female at birth uh, listeners here, or or females that like just don't know these things, but like boys kind of grow up and do kind of inappropriate things with one another while growing up all in the uh, all uh, you mean straight boys any boys all boys yeah it's experimenting we do a lot of experimental things with one another not because they're gay but just because it's like yeah, let's play sword fight, right? Where you're like literally mm-hmm. like flopping your dicks at one another to like have fun or you know like so fun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. no, but like, it's raining out. Let's do something. There there's like all of this stuff that happens, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you are queer or gay no. or anything of that nature it's a lot of it is just to your point experimental right. and 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 just for the fun of it did you have any of those experiences with any of like the boys that you like grew up around or anything of that nature not when i was young but in my teens but they were never experimental they were always on purpose <laughs> so tony's the salute mm-hmm. of the podcast I'm proud of it we should use more of a term from your time period and call him a floozy, a floozy. <laughs> a i was gonna say hussy but 
Losing <laughs> tramp. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Slut. Um, yeah, right. Um, but I think I think all people, women as well, girls. I'm sure are yeah. experimenting with each other too. Yeah. It's you know. Yeah. I think it's human. I think it's perfectly yeah. natural. I think we all need to just get the fuck over it. One hundred percent. It's so okay. Still, At some yeah. point, a child is going to well. First of all, children are born with all the parts functioning, so just deal with it. Yeah. Um, and and they grow into their sexuality. It is a normal part of growing up. It's right. okay. I have literally been because I, you know, I have a, a an education background, but I also have a lot of younger um, uh, cousins, family members, friends, and things like that. And I have I the amount of like three, four, five year olds that like touch themselves when you're changing diapers or like touch themselves while you're giving them a bath and things of that nature. Like all of these things happen. Like, it feels good. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they learn that very early on. Right. Like, you know, and, and it's fine. Like right. we know it feels good. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, the problem comes when mom and or dad or whatever caretaker says, don't do that. Right. And, yeah. and starts to impose shame. Yeah. Yeah. So there was yeah. a lot of shaming. I think I super, I mean, it's on topic, but I think, you and I were on a train one day, and there, you know, on You're the touching subway. Touching yourself? Nope, Tony. <laughs> no, I was touching Marco. <laughs> it feels good. Uh, what train was this? <laughs> um, and if the train to Pound Town. Exactly. If you ever the ride train. the D train, yeah. If you ever ride the subway, there's poles that are that you have to like hold on to so that you can, you know, not fall. Oh, I know what story the trains you're about are. To tell. That going on and there was like this family that was like there and this little girl probably was like six seven six, years yeah. old mm-hmm. maybe eight at the most yeah. um and she got on everyone all of the adults decided to sit down in the seats right and not give the little child a seat and so the little girl gra- is like right you know she grabs onto the pole and she's just riding the train and so next thing you know like she's like having fun she's like swinging around the pole like she's like having fun like she's like being a child pole dancing correct yeah <laughs> and one she of, wasn't being lewd or grinding no, or, she was or sliding she upside was, down no she was taking dollars yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah she's this was a young cardi b by the way um no, no, just um and so she oh, uh, oh um and so uh i it had to have been like an uncle or something, something. like that that was like oh no are we not going to stop her from doing this? We don't. We don't need for her to be doing this and giving and putting this in her mind and all this other. And everyone was just kind of like looking at him like he it's had a, lost his goddamn mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's and in looked, his mind. Well, and I looked yeah. at Tony and I was like, "See, here's what the problem is: is that he sexualized that seven year old. Right? No one sexualized what she was doing. She was just being a seven year old, right? Yeah. And just having fun. Here's just because just because you see women on a pole, just because that's <laughs> right. what your Friday nights consist yeah. of, does not mean that the seven year old has any idea what they're doing and. So I say all that to say that that's kind of what five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old, especially when you're like twelve years old and you start like hitting puberty and you're going through all this. Ninety eight percent of the time, you have no fucking idea what you're doing. No you just know that, like, when I wear these pants, it makes my 
midsection a little warm, and I, I just feel funny like, down there. Yeah, and I just want to hump the arm of the couch, like <laughs> like I don't know what's going on. Sounds like a sounds like a personal story, no? Yeah. <laughs> so I was Quarter listening boy, to right? this other. Podcast. I, had, I had those fans. I was listening to this other podcast, and this girl, this female, was saying that she like apparently from like age five used to like hump the arm of her couch, not knowing. I know that girl. <laughs> You were that girl. Everyone knows that girl. (laughs) Like, she was, like, humping the arm of the couch, not knowing, like, what was happening, but, like, knowing that, like, that felt good to her. And she enjoyed it. So, like, just kind of let it be. What I liked is if you've ever watched Big Mouth, um, Missy's mom tells her that they only do that stuff in her safe zone, which is her bedroom. You can experiment and do all of that stuff. In your bedroom, not out and about. Like, you can't... I think that's good advice. Which I think is wonderful. <laughs> I think that is super... I think that is yeah, brilliant. Like, you just can't be humping the couch. <laughs> like, with guests over. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> but, like, explore with your Mr. Wiggles and, like, and, and do it upstairs it, in it's the bedroom. Normal, it's fine. Yeah. That it's normal. Perfectly yeah. fine. So you uh, had sex with a boy, yes. and you had sex with a girl, but you didn't come out until much later. Right. I came out. So I did the whole, I'm not going to be gay with that same boy. Mm-hmm. Um, we both, I think we both knew we were gay mm-hmm. and were just determined not to be. Okay. You know, we want, we, we, we had it in our minds that we're going to get married, 2.2 kids, you know, that whole thing, the picket fence and, and the Mercedes. Um, so I, 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 German engineering. Yeah. (laughs) The ultimate driving machine. Um, so I did the whole thing in my twenties. You know, I dated girls. I had, I had a few girlfriends and I loved them all. Mm. By the time I was 30, I had one really serious girlfriend Mm. that we'd been dating for over a year. She was one of three girls. Her two younger sisters were married and she wasn't married. And now I'm starting to get the pressure. Yeah. The pressure. (laughs) Um, and just something wasn't right in my mind. You know, as much as I loved her, I was just like, mm, I don't think this is it for me. I don't think I can see myself married um, to a woman and one woman forever. Mm-hmm. I never cheated on her, never never been with another woman or another guy while I was, while I was with her or anyone, really. Um, but I just knew this wasn't for me. Mm. So I kind of broke it off. Never really told her exactly why. If you're listening, I guess you know now. <laughs> but I didn't, I, honestly i didn't even know yeah i didn't even yeah. know i just knew this wasn't it and mm-hmm. i i was starting to fall into a depression mm-hmm. i started therapy um and i got into a point that i said um i'm just gonna date whoever comes along next mm-hmm. that i want to date mm-hmm. male female whoever that is so and i did i i realized that it's like oh and i so this was the first time i'd really dated a guy mm-hmm. you know not just sex but dating and it was that felt right. And mm. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And that's when I realized I need to be more true to me. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm going to do. I still, I don't think I ever said I was bisexual. Mm. But even then, I was still like, even if he's not Mr. Right, whoever comes along next, maybe male or female, you know, I'm just going to go with that. Mm. Um, and turns out the next person was a guy. And I fell deeply madly in love. Mm. Um Came out to some friends, but I wasn't out to my family yet. And this was in your early 30s. This was, yeah, I was about 32, 32, 33. Um, So one day he and I 
are hosting like a little dinner party just for some friends. Again, I'm not completely out. One or two people at the table knew, but not everyone knew. So he had to pretend to be a friend. Mm. And then at the end of the night, um, when we were cleaning up, everyone was gone. He stayed. And I just turned to him. I said, you know what? I'm never going to do that to you again. I'm really sorry. He's like, sorry about what? I said, I'm sorry that I made you go back in the closet. He'd been out for 10 years. Mm. I'm like, I made you go back in the closet. I'm not going to do that again. But be patient with me. You may have to help me, but I'm going to come out to my family. And he was just like, oh, boy, <laughs> good luck. Because his coming out story was not great. I think yeah. his mom kicked him out. Wow. You know, he was, we had similar background. Mm. He was Puerto Rican, one of six kids also. Um, and his mother just did not like, you know, really religious. She was like a born-again Christian. Um, and she pretty much kicked him out. Wow. So she was, he was worried that that would happen to me. Mm. But our stories were not the same. I was older. I wasn't living in my mom's house. Right. She couldn't kick me out. Right. So I, but I did go home and, you know, sit mom and dad down. And so I have something to tell you. Um, and it actually went okay. Hmm. It went okay. You know, I told mom and dad. My at mother, the same time? At the same time. Wow. Okay. I went and had dinner with them. And I told them. And my mom's first reaction was, I said, mom, I'm gay. She said, no, you're not. Hmm. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh. I'm like, um, okay. No, yeah, I, I am. And so there was a, a lot of discussion back. My, my dad was very quiet, but my mother's back and forth was very much, why are you doing this to me? Um, you're going to get AIDS. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of, you know, really negative and, and really harmful, hurtful, mm. wrong mm -hmm. kind of attitudes that, that she came, came with. So I think because I knew I was older mm. and I, I prepared myself for what she was going to, to say. So I was ready for all of that, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was okay. In the end, it was fine. Mm. At the end of the meal, you know, I, I, she, she, she got up at some point and was clearing the dishes and I heard her in the kitchen weeping softly. Um, so I'm left at the table now with dad and I said, so dad, what do you think? And he's like, about what? <laughs> like, about what I just told you? Um, and he said, live your life. Wow. Like, it's okay. I'm good with it. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, Okay. But I knew he would be. He always, I think, similar to what you were saying earlier, Marco, about your your dad, I think, being cooler with it than your mom. Um, my dad was always that way. He mm. was, he, I'm very much like him. He's an artist. I'm an artist. You know, there's, we're very similar. So I think mm. he understood me better than she did. Um, but to her credit, she came back into the kitchen, at, I mean, to the dining room at some point. Um, there was no screaming and yelling. And then I left shortly thereafter. As I was leaving, she gave me a big hug and said, you're my son. There's nothing you can tell me that's ever going to make, make me not love you. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that was great. Like, that mm -hmm. was really emotional for me. I'm getting emotional now. Sure. But that was really, like, amazing. Dad, too. You know, big hug. And I thought, that actually went really yeah, well. I, I did it. <laughs> went home, told the boyfriend. And he was like, oh, my God, that was great. You know, how wonderful. Until, mm. you know, maybe two days later, when she had time to think about it and really right. process it, right. you know, I got a sit phone with, call. Sit with her neuroses for yeah. a little while. <laughs> yeah, I got a phone call and suddenly it wasn't so cool. And yeah, she just was not happy. You need to go to church. We need to get you to the priest. And, you know, kind of, this is all a phase. She's, you know, all this stuff. Like, I'm 32, 33. It's not a phase. Um, so fast forward now another couple of weeks. Actually, it was the following weekend. I remember being at back at my parents' house. Mm -hmm. My brother Claude was there. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, Claude! And 
he's, you know, we're both sitting there. Mom's acting really, really distant, cold to me. Mm. So much so that he noticed. And he's like, what's her problem? And I hadn't told him yet either. Wow. So he's like, what's her problem? And I said, oh, I told her I was gay last week. He goes, oh, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like, like something he would say. Yeah, and that would be uh, the end of it. I was just like, wait a minute. Aren't you like surprised? He's like, no. <laughs> he's like. Nah, I, he goes, I think I always knew, even before I even knew what that was. Yeah. He's like, I just hope you're going to be happy now. I love that. Which was like, wow. So I felt really bad that I had underestimated, like, my mm. family. You know, my the rest of my siblings were all very cool with it. Nobody gave me a hard time. Mm. It was fine. Um, fast forward now, a couple of weeks. It's Christmas, I think. And my sister, am I going on too long? No, no you're fine. please. <laughs> the story is very fascinating. I'm really? like very much you're riveted like, in it. Ooh, too, right? okay. So now, I'm like picturing everything. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's, good. It's Christmas, and my sister invites us over to her house in Long Island. She and her husband and her kids are having Christmas, and they invite me and the boyfriend. Mm. Mm. This is the first time the boyfriend's meeting the whole family. Um, he's met them. He's okay. met them individually, but okay. not all at once, and has okay. not met my parents. The parents, yeah, yeah. hasn't okay. met my parents, but okay. he had already met my sister. So, um, I'm like, great, you know, we'll be there. Eek. I get a phone call. It's my mother. Don't bring him. Don't bring him. Mm-hmm. If you bring him, I'm not coming. It was mm-hmm. a big fight, the whole thing. So, and she said that. She's like, if you bring this boy, I'm, I'm not coming. And, and you know, it, it, it'll be a, a shame on the family kind of thing. I get a phone call later. It's my dad. And he's saying the same thing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, this is, and I knew it was her. Yeah. You know, she had kind of. Right. You know, call your son. You need to talk to your son kind of a thing. Um, and then one of the things he said to me was, you know, well, you know, I, I'm just concerned if you bring this boy, the, the small children there will be confused. I'm like, you mean Dominique's kids? No, no. They, they've already met him. They love him. They think he's great. You know, they're looking forward try, to Try again, Dad. Try it. It's exactly what I said. I said, try again. I said, you know what? This, that's mom talking. It's not you. Um, so, and he, he couldn't say anything. Of course. He's in a difficult position. But yeah, but I knew it was going to be a re- weird and awkward. So I called my sister Well, I went and talked to, to the boyfriend about it. And I said, you know, I think we shouldn't go. So I called my sister and I said, look, I don't want to ruin Thanksgiving or Christmas. I don't want to ruin Christmas. Ooh. So mom's saying she's not going to come. It's going to be a problem. So we're not coming. And she said, oh, no. If she wants to ruin Christmas for herself, let her do that. If she doesn't want to see her grandkids, let her do that. You're coming. Wow. I invited you guys. Wow. And you're coming. Good for her. Oh, oh my God. See, that's making me emotional. Oh, my God. I, I was like, oh, my that. God. My sister has my back. Did you yeah. go? I absolutely did. Nice. Yeah. That's how the story needs to end. Yeah. Yeah. Did your, but did your mother show up? Ah. So. She yeah. came late? She, no, no. She came. Oh, so wow. it turns out. Called her bluff. <laughs> called her bluff is exactly <laughs> it. I called her bluff, but also... So my sister's married to like a very butch, macho contractor guy, mm-hmm. guy's guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he would know who Dan Marino was. <laughs> he absolutely would. He absolutely would. Yeah. He spoke to her. You know, he to was your mother. He spoke to my mom. Wow. And said, "You need to get on board with this. This is your kid. He just told you who he is." And if you want to have him in your life, you need to be in his life um, fully. Fully. Yeah. And get on board. Yeah. But he, he's, he's coming and we invited him. It's our house. And you figure out what you need to do. And she came. Wow. She, came. she wasn't wow. warm and fuzzy to him. But she was there. But she was there. Yeah. She was there. And, you know. Did but, she ever 
become like better than that? No, no, not really. That's too bad. It became. It was always kind of. Now we didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the the elephant in the room. You mm-hmm. don't talk about previous my previous life. Who are you dating? You have a girlfriend now? You know, right. there was a lot of those questions. Right. Right. One time out, I never got asked if I had a boyfriend or, you know, who are you dating? Ooh. Who are you fucking? You know, just, <laughs> or who's fucking you? <laughs> you have to know right. my mother. Everyone she never yeah. asked that question. Yeah, everyone, everyone hopes to hear their mother say that. <laughs> who's plowing so, you, son? Yes, yes. Are you getting railed good? <laughs> are you getting railed? Um, I hope you're using protection. Is yeah, he right. attentive to your needs? Does he tickle your prostate? <laughs> Yes, mom. It's a good question. You, you need a good taint to cool it. <laughs> right in the taint, yes. Um, that's super fascinating. It's so, it's, I, like, I'm still, your, Tony, your situation was a little bit different because you kind of grew up with your mom and your mom was. She never left the free love phase. Yeah, she Big was very hippie. free love. Oh, so wow. She was super mm-hmm. understood and was great. Your father was a little bit different. It took him a second it to come It took him around. some time. Um, but, but again, I think that's a sign of the times, the upbringing. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Your, my situation was somewhat similar to yours, Frank, in that like my dad was fine. Um, my dad literally was like, okay, like, like not a big deal. That was the end of it. Um, my mom took some time to come around. Um, and now she is a completely different person person like now she's obsessed with tony she loves him uh-huh. that like they talk to each other that is her favorite son-in-law like she's like obsessed with him she constantly reminds marco how good he's got it <laughs> this is true that's nice um, <laughs> yeah she loves tony um but it did take it took her some time it yeah. took her some time to get there and again that's that religious upbringing yeah it's a lot it, it is understandable i took time to get there for myself 100%, so i would fully expect that my mother would would need time and you that's, that's what i always you can't tell change people the narrative yeah. overnight for them and then think right. that they're going to come around yeah well that's what i always say like how long did it take you to come to terms with this and and i don't even like saying that come to terms like there's something wrong but let's be honest about it like you've been taught that being sexual period is wrong and then to yeah. deviate from the hetero norm at all is even more wrong so it takes us time to get through all that stuff and unpack it i think it's okay to to allow other people to have some grace and take their time too but if they don't come around you don't have to deal with it Mm-mm. but let me ask you this did your mother have an inkling that you might be gay i mean that's your mom oh she like, I, my son, I, my I apparently there was like there was a moment i remember the moment and my mom was like oh yeah i, I knew then but I, I remember I was literally sitting under a tree at the park. Everybody was playing football. I was not. And I was and I was playing with flowers. And and I saw like a man Ferdinand and a woman. The bull. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I saw and I saw a man and a woman walking. And in that moment I remember thinking they looked at each other a certain way. And you could tell they were in love. And in that moment I was like, wait. You can be a man and give love, and you can be a woman and give love, and you could be a man and receive love, and you could be a woman and receive love. And, like, that was it for me. Like, that that was it. It was, like, love is universal. There is no, like, there is no norm. How old are you? Like, four or five. Wow. Yeah, I remember it vividly. It was just this thing. Like, I think I just came to the world, like, thinking that. You're like the Dalai Lama. (laughs) Don't tell him that. We're sitting here with the Dalai Lama, Mark. Don't tell him that. (laughs) I'm already trying to deflate that head. Deflate that head. Just like, picturing you with like him. a daisy in your hand under a tree. Like it's all love. It's all good, man. No, it's a lot. I did. I just had that moment, and from then on, it was like none of it matters. Like it's all made yeah. up. It's fine. Like just love everybody. It's cool. Yeah. And I liked boys, and I liked girls, and yeah, you know. Now I've learned I like everybody. Yeah. Hmm. Keep your eye on this one. 
<laughs> oh, it's fine. There's there's two people in the world. There's Marco and everybody else. Aww. It's fine. He's That's got nothing sweet. to worry about. I wouldn't have married you if I did. If I <laughs> thought that I did have something to worry about. Um, so very fascinating story, Frank. Thank you for sharing oh. that with us. Mm-hmm. That's good. So tell. So your mother never asked you who you're dating, but I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> so what's going on in Datingsville? Like what? What's happening right now? Are you, you're an app dater. Have you heard there's a pandemic, child? <laughs> <laughs> and Frank doesn't like to leave his house. I want to leave my house. <laughs> um, so it's the, a lot yeah. of sexting. So, 2020, Frank's 2021. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't even do all of that, honestly. But 2020, 2021 has been tough on the dating world, at least mine. Um, so like, there, there's somebody that I know that you may or may not be living with that may or may not be <laughs> thriving in this. <laughs> yeah, he's a couple of years younger and he's just. <laughs> The world is different for him. Um, No, I've had a couple of of dates in the last year or two, Mm -hmm. you know, from the various apps. Um, Nothing special, though. Nothing, no no real Mm. spark, nothing lit, you know. It's kind of, I'm still old-fashioned. I'd rather meet you in person, Mm -hmm. you know. So I've met a couple of people in person, had a few dates. Um, It's been great, but thank God for friends with benefits, because otherwise, (laughs) ooh, child. (laughs) You gotta leave the house sometimes. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> or invite somebody in the house. Right. Um, but yeah, no, no serious anybody just yet. So if you know of anyone, you know, I'm single and ready to mingle. Put yeah. it out there with a mask on. Uh, <laughs> with a mask, yes. So I'm wearing a share mask today. I love it. <laughs> it's actually just the hair. He put it it's over his mouth. Yeah, I, put it, I like this. So, so tell. So many questions. I have like so many questions. Just, like, went through my well, first of all, I just had a visualization. I was like, why has a drag queen not put like a wig on a mask and made it a part of? I'm sure someone sure somewhere has. has done that, but like that would just be a whole the, right the, the, the mouth mask. Yeah, part like literally, like so you can perform, like you could have hair, and then you could also have the hair on the mask. It's like a whole. I don't know. Anyways, no, it might uh, it might look like pubic hair. Something. Or bearded dress. I'm, I just don't know that I see anything wrong with either of them. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, you know what? I'm going to try it and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Please do. Please do. Um, no, that being said. We'll get a knock so, on the door in a couple hours. So what I got is you, it babe. That you're, what is it that you're looking for right now? Like who, like, well, one of my favorite questions, who is your celebrity crush? I think I asked you this mm-hmm. uh, the other night. Who's your celebrity crush? Um, it's still Hill Harper. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If, for those of you who don't know, he's he's an actor and used to be on CSI. Yeah, um, that's my type, I guess okay. you could say. It's not necessarily. I don't know if I have a celebrity crush. I also think The Rock is really hot. I mean, that's a really man. big man. That's a man. That's a big man. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some kind of Frank wants to be folded into a pretzel. <laughs> I dated somebody that was built like that. It did not. Mm-mm. I never did. It was not my thing. I climbed that like a tree. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> Hit every branch on the way down. Every branch. Every, every branch. branch. Every especially branch. Especially the base. Um, but I uh, I never dated anyone quite as like big as the Big and muscular. He was yeah. huge. And yeah. he was a scientist. It was like this weird combination of everything. And I was like, this should work. But it didn't. It didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The Rock. That's. I mean, I think The Rock is everyone, though. Like, there's something about that Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, I don't think. I, I don't really see myself dating him. But you know, no, we, might, definitely would. we don't have to date. <laughs> Frank's like, tag me in, <laughs> tag me with in. your balls. Just one good night, you know. Just, just one, one. And, and the morning after, or decent afternoon. You know. <laughs> 
five minutes in the shower. Whatever. Exactly. I'll take what I can get. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Subway ride. I don't care. <laughs> I don't... Taking that train to Poundtown. <laughs> yeah. Um, the D train, right? Frank? Right. Um, so. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just picturing it. <laughs> Do you, do you want us to leave you alone for a little bit? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> Back just, to that touching yourself business again. I just won't stand up anytime soon. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Go ahead. Um, next question. So, like, so where are you? Because one of the things that I was talking to you a, a little bit about pre-recording is uh, I'm fascinated with, because, you know, obviously these 20-somethings, these 30-somethings are on these apps and, and they are... They are out in these streets. Mm -hmm. As somebody who is in his 50s, what is the dating scene like? For um, First of all, and you'll have to check social media just so you can see pictures of Frank. Because Frank is... Uh, Frank would have to tell you that he is over 50 years old for you to believe it. Because you do not look in any way, shape, and or form oh. in your 50s. Well, thank you. Like, I <laughs> would very much so give you, like, 42. Like, oh, wow. at the most. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think at the most? Okay. <laughs> Damn! Yeah. That... Gotta get my porcelana on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what is dating like for someone in their 50s? Um, it's probably about what you would think. It's not that easy. At least not, you know, you know New York is a tough place. Mm -hmm. Everyone's always looking for something better. Thing, yeah, yeah you can be talking to someone in a bar and they're kind of talking to you and kind of talking around you and mm -hmm. looking to see who else is here. Mm -hmm. Or they're on their apps, you know, mm -hmm. no one's ever quite satisfied or, or quite into the conversation. Um, Are you guilty of that? I don't think so. Hmm. You know, I try. I really try not to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that said, <laughs> you know, if the dates girl, somebody, girl, girl got to keep up, her options well, open. If, if you're not that interested, <laughs> yes, I'll be kind of looking. But no, I, I do try and stay focused yeah. on whoever I'm speaking with. Yeah. You know, and and it, it, particularly if I like them or if I'm interested yeah. in them, I really won't notice what else or who else is there. Um, and I just want the same thing back. You know, yeah. you want a little attention, yeah. and I want someone to listen to my crazy stories. Right? I know that's what you said when we first met. You said that was, like, the most attractive thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's literally what... Um, because uh, if anyone who's ever heard me and Tony's story, I, we were not supposed to date. We were just supposed to be friends. And mm -hmm. so when I met him, um, and we were, you know, having drinks, and we're, like, hanging out, this we were in a crowded bar and there's a lot there's drag queens and and other attractive people and, and it's florida so people are scantily clad anyway yeah, yeah conversations going on people in tanked up like there's so much going on and every time tony asked me a question and i was talking he was like so like literally zeroing in on every last syllable that came out of my mouth which was and i immediately noticed it he was very yeah. much <clears throat> captivated by what I was saying and it that was what all of a sudden turned me into being attracted to him I was like holy shit he's paying attention to me yeah. like and it's sexy right it someone was, if it's paying attention and they're yeah, really listening yeah that's sexy was, yeah it yeah. was that that's, I'm sorry what <laughs> <laughs> it was that that really like oh you're still here yeah right <laughs> It was that that like actually from it it changed the entire interaction for me. Yeah. I was like, God damn it! I think I like him. And, like and and again, we're supposed to be friends, so like that there. This is where the problems are going to come in. And I just bring that up because that's what I constantly hear is like the next best thing mm -hmm. is like a common thing. That's got to mm -hmm. be so frustrating. Mm -hmm. 
That's going to be terrible. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's frustrating. There's, there's another thing about racism, too. Yeah. Oh, God, um, yes. You know, I, using the apps. Now, I'm a light-skinned black man, and no one quite knows what I am. Mm-hmm. Generally, they'll think I'm uh, Hispanic or mm-hmm. I get um, I get Arab a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, are you from Egypt? Are you, you know, I get a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But why do they need to know? It's almost the mm-hmm. first question I'll get if someone does reach out mm-hmm. on, let's say, Grindr. <laughs> let's say that. Let's just say Grindr. Right, right, um, right. It's almost, hypothetically. It's, hypothetically. Yeah. Hello, where are you from? <laughs> so I'll, you know, I'll just say I'm from New York. But I know what they really mean. Mm-hmm. My thing is like, why are you asking? It's almost like it. They need to. They need to know to decide. Well, there's if a fetishization worth, too. Worth, yeah, that happens. It's yeah. like, oh, you get more points because people are literally just flipping through people. Oh, it's yeah. a bingo card, and it's yeah, and it's, it's like, oh, you get you get card. more. It's a scorecard, really. Right. And yeah. you, get, you get more points for being quote unquote exotic. Exotic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. So fucking people are so just. I just gross. We're the worst. It, yeah. It's just terrible. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I like I. To your point, Frank. Like, why does it even matter? Mm-hmm. Like, why does it matter? You don't even know who I am. Right. Like, we have. That's not, the first question. You don't know who I am, and the only thing that you are hung up on at this point is race. Yeah. What? Where my parents came from? Right. I, like that is crazy to me. Yeah. You're not going to see my DNA, so what does it matter? <laughs> Well, not on the first date. <laughs> he is a lady. <laughs> I might find- spill some DNA on you. But, you know. <laughs> if you're lucky. You, if you're lucky. Do you, um, do you find, too, that there's a lot of people who like came out late and are experiencing their adolescence for the first time? Yes. Yeah. I would say that's a real thing. Yeah. That's a real thing. Um, because I didn't have one. I didn't. Right. You know, it wasn't the normal adolescence. I wasn't into girls. Um Although I tried to pretend I was, it wasn't real, right? Mm-hmm. So you can, I can see how someone can do that mm-hmm. and really be inappropriately adolescent in your 30s or 40s. Mm. Um, I probably had a little bit of that, but I'm, I'm a little too, I don't know, sedate, I think, for all that. <laughs> um, I wasn't that crazy. I also think that, again, if you're anything like me, I think our parents and the world kind of scared some yeah. of us, especially people of color, I, <clears throat> y'all white people have it so easy because y'all don't think <laughs> rules apply to you. <laughs> so things they make just, the rules. Yeah, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, whatever, I do what I want, right? Where I think... Um, it's hard being white. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon in the podcast. I can't, right believe, here, I can't believe I actually got that <laughs> out of my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> I knew you were going to say No, but I feel like... We'll edit that out. I know, right? <laughs> I feel like people of color, we got scared into uh our existence mm. we get scared yeah. we get scared because we're people of color we get scared because we're queer mm-hmm. we get scared because of the aids crisis we get so like a lot of us are a little bit more conservative and or reserved mm-hmm. in our sexuality and who we are as people the because religion, yeah, yeah because church. of the religion the yeah. church the the parents the you know the the um the masculinity, the black masculinity too, and all of its problems, right? And all that right. stuff. Like we get scared into being not necessarily being able to go out and do the things that we want to do or be who we want to be because of the eyes that are constantly watching us do that shit and the judgment that comes from it. And so it's really, really hard to go out there and let your freak flag fly because you're like, God damn it. Like 
I, like, who's watching me or what is my mom going to say? And, and God is looking at me right now and, and I can't like go sleep. But that's why I always tell you, like, I never really had a hoe phase. I never really had a hoe phase because I was so terrified of diseases and judgment and AIDS and what that would look like that I never really like went out there and hoed. Mm -hmm. Like, I know. Yeah. I I just kind of, I kind of had a good time. Maybe maybe it wasn't your thing too, but Yeah. yeah. Mine wasn't a phase. No, you're still <laughs> it's a state of being. Right. <laughs> I gave myself permission to make out with anybody that would have me. Oh. <laughs> and that was, that was as your much as I was willing to do. Because I knew that the second genitals started popping out of places. Or that, into places. Or into oh, places, hey. that that's where trouble began. And gotcha. it was like really hard for me. Sounds like a fun place to me. <laughs> hard for yeah. me being the operative <laughs> word. Um, or phrase, I should say. Uh-huh. Things um, overheard. Um, So yeah, it was a whole thing. So I I got kind of piggybacking piggybacking off of what you were saying, Frank. Yeah, there was kind of, there's just this reservation that I think I I owned as well. Hmm. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough being black and gay. It is. It really is. It is. It is. That's a whole other podcast episode. Totally. It's a whole podcast content. No, that's what we should do as a podcast episode. Like we should have like a panel of blacks, a panel of black gays, and like have like Steve and Micah and Frank. It might be five hours long, which I'm completely okay with. But I think it would be. I want to have Dewan. I want to have Dewan and Corell and Jarrell come and like all of us just kind of like talk. Oh my god, I think that's going to be a really. I like it. Like Stay it. tuned, bitches. Okay, so anyways, Frank. Yes. It was such a pleasure. Oh my God, you. this was so fun. Thank you <laughs> Thank for you. sharing your story with us. You are yes. a fact. Look, you live downstairs and we've gotten so many opportunities to talk and connect and, yes. and do all this other stuff like this. But this was really, this was a treat. It's a yeah, good story. Thank you. It's a good story yeah. time. My yeah, favorite. I'm, I'm glad it was a happy story. Yeah. yeah. For my sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if, Stay tuned for the dark stuff. <laughs> right. So if any of our listeners want to help you um, find your hoe phase, mm. where should they find you? Slide into my DM. Phone? <laughs> um, on Instagram, I'm at Frank H. That's F R A N C K H. Don't forget that C. Um, or you can check out my website, FrankHodelinStudio.com. F R A N C K H O D E L I N S T U D I O. FrankHodelinStudio.com. I love it. And of yeah. course, we'll have links to in the show notes, uh, the show notes to your awesome. Instagram page and your website and all that good stuff like that. So everyone can experience the Frank. Oh, I like that. I'm going to put that on my webpage. Experience the Frank. Take, take a number, please. <laughs> I love this. Frank, you're the best. Thank uh, you so Thank much you, guys. This was great. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it was really fun. And if you want to hear a little bit more about Frank and some awkward questions that we're going to ask him at a very rapid pace, mm-hmm. be sure to contribute to Patreon because we have a special spot coming up soon. Yeah. With that being said, we're going to take a short break, but Tony and I will be back in just a bit. Hey, babe, Mm. is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You mean besides you? (laughs) 
I'm not preventing you from achieving your goal. I am the goal. You're interfering with my I happiness. I am the goal. <laughs> Keep Say it with me. That. I am the goal. I think you need therapy. <laughs> and it's a good thing <laughs> that we're going to talk about BetterHelp.com. Well, did you know that BetterHelp will assess your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and that you can start communicating with the therapist in under 24 hours? I did. And I know BetterHelp is not a crisis line or self-help. Rather, it's a professional counseling done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. Yep, you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room feeling embarrassed or ashamed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Yeah, so head to betterhelp.com slash That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Relationship listeners get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Cretelli's. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And so do we. So check them out. All right, chicken heads, before we get out here. Chicken heads? Chicken Our fans heads. are called shitheads. Bok, bok, chicken, chicken, bok, bok, chicken head. Um, before we head out of here, uh, of course, I've got some shit to put on your radar. And perhaps a better joke. It's not a joke. You just don't know the song. <laughs> I know the song. You don't know that song. You just sang it. <laughs> that doesn't mean you know it. I knew it before then. Yeah, right. I've heard it. Um, anyways. Shit to put on your radar. Um, so the very first thing, uh, of course, is uh, this week's guest, who was absolutely wonderful. Thank you again, Frank Hodelin, for um, being uh, a guest this week and chit-chatting with us. Make sure you head to his website, uh, frankhodelin.com. F-R-A-N-C-K-H-O-D-E-L-I-N.com, as well as FrankHodelinStudio.com. Um, so you can check out all things Frank, whether you need art or uh, interior design, inspiration, and all that. Great or a stuff. date. Or a date. <laughs> Slide in there. Frank H on Instagram. <laughs> Frank H, uh, which is great. So check that out. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing, t-shirts. Totally t-shirts. It's gonna run out of time for the holiday season y'all exactly and sizes ain't gonna stay forever so make <laughs> sure you snag a relationship t-shirt for the relationship head in your life um we have sizes uh small to double xl available right here right now um so grab one like this like that like this like that um and make sure that you grab one and if you get them in by i guess right around the 15th or so you can still have them arrive for the holiday season so get the relationship head in your life a relationship podcast signature t-shirt um and show them how much you actually love them right it's true because you don't love them if you don't give them a gift this is also true yes right so um there you go we checked with santa this is the only way to show someone you love them this year correct yeah correct Mm -hmm. he's checking that list twice (laughs) thrice and even more um and quadrice quadrice (laughs) (laughs) septice the quattro (laughs) 
Stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, so do that. Um, the next thing is the Spotify playlists. I'm going to do a better job come 2022, I promise y'all. Um, but there are still three, four really good playlists on Spotify right now. So head to Spotify right now. None of them are ours. <laughs> They're all ours. They're the relationship playlists from seasons one through four of the podcast. So go ahead and check them out so that you can uh, see what kind of uh, fun jams we be talking about. Um, they're good to work out to. They're good, you know, sex mixes. Um, they're good to clean your houses too some they're versatile playlist roll for road trips um they're great so make sure you check them out just head to spotify search for pod relationship one word p-o-d relationship r-e-l-a-t-i-o-n-s-h-i-t and you can uh listen to the relationship there's only three i just remembered three <laughs> three playlists uh for you to listen to so check those out and uh, support the podcast and listen to the magic that we bring because we keep doing it. Duh. And that's it. That's all I got for you. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Relationship Podcast, part of the DNR Studios Network. Never do that again. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Pod Relationship, at Pod Relationship. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us and keep listening to season four. What's it called? The podcast. The Quattro. If you have any relationship situations what did I just that say? you'd like help with on an upcoming episode of the show, leave us a voicemail at 903 Pod Shit. That's 903-763-7448. You can e- also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com or submit on our website, podrelationship.com. Be sure to check out, check out, check, check it out. Be sure to check out the relationship blog on our website this Friday, where I'll muse a bit further on how I can't talk. Well, yes, that's that. Um, a special thank you to our Patreon members. We hope you enjoyed the special behind-the-scenes interview with this week's guest. Um, another special thank you to our DNR Studio subscribers. We didn't have a silly little game this week uh, that we played, but, you know, sometimes it bees like that. Tony and I will harass your ears next week. And remember, it's the thought that counts, not the shit that comes in the box. That's a good one. Thank you.